I can only assume that you're very pleased with the album and the the, the good response it's had. Yeah, I think we're really happy. We did we did not know what to expect. Especially we sent out what the album was about, and it's quite it is divisive ultimately. So I just thought a lot of people were going to be like, "Well, fuck this," but actually the response we've had is really nice, and it feels like it's quite a cathartic album to people, maybe. Yeah. Just to hear someone say what's also happened to so many people so so you're a four-piece band aren't you there's four of you have you all been together since the beginning or how, how has that developed over the years yeah we we're still the same members from when we first started and i think we just never really gave up we it can be so discouraging when you first start out because it's just so slow to get anywhere and we but we just said from the beginning one practice a week every single week no excuses and then that slowly that just took up more and more of our time as we got more into the band and yeah we we're just lucky that we had the energy to carry on we we never spoke about what we wanted from the band we just got in a room jammed and it worked but i think the fact that we stuck to these organic instruments like Dap really cultivated his sound on the electric guitar. Naomi developed an ama- what we think is the sound of the band with her reverb bass. Like that just became the, the staple sound of the band. Her bass through her reverb pedals. Uh, Max's drumming is always going to sound like Max's drumming, and then a piano always sounds like a piano. Yeah. So the only I think the only reason that approach worked is because we stuck with our instruments. And did you have? Did any of you have any previous experience of playing in bands or? I've never been in a band, but everyone else has been in ten million bands. At the beginning, I'd never played through a drummer. I'd never had to keep in time. <laughs> in the beginning, I was awful. I yeah. Could see Matt staring at me like, "Wow, you are not in time." But I quickly learned, and I took it as a challenge. And um, at the time as well, because we were at music uni. Everyone was in, I think Naomi won the competition of being in the most bands at any one time. She was in 13 at one point. Okay. And <laughs> we realised quickly that wasn't going to work. So yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad our band made the cut. And then eventually our band was the only band she was in. And we were all like really, really invested. So we're lucky because um, with, with every band, I think, along the way, people have to make difficult choices. Where I came from, people were actively discouraged from doing music. So it's almost like when everyone comes to London to do music, you've had to kind of fight to get there. Yeah. Because you've had parents telling you it's stupid. You've had all your peers say, well, I'm not going to make money from it, so I don't want to play in a band anymore. So it's almost like everyone's escaping this one place where everyone's just as passionate as each other. So the name of the band, where that came from, what was what that was inspired by? So we wrote a song. And I'm often inspired lyrically by poetry, and it was a time in my life where I was taking direct inspiration. Um, and there was a poem by Emily Dickinson, There Is Another Sky, and it was during kind of the second vote for the Conservatives to get in, it was during Brexit, and we were leaving uni, and we were thinking, what are we leaving uni to go into? And we, There Is Another Sky, this song came out, and it was me basically singing about another sky that we could be under. And then when we were choosing band names, that one just 
stuck out. Yeah. And if someone suggested it and it felt like a puzzle piece clicking, it just made sense. Everything I was thinking about kind of led to there is another sky. Um, it feels quite poignant. It, but it, I'm glad we have a name that means something because it is difficult to find names that aren't copyrighted. We actually yeah. had to change our original name because it was copyrighted. Yeah. Um, we really struggled to find a new name, so we're lucky we found that one. One way people can interpret the album is that I have escaped and I've, I've been able to do music. It is a success story in a way, but I think the meaning that I get, get from the album is that in some ways you can never kind of escape how you grew up and you're always second-guessing yourself because you were kind of taught to. It'll always stay with me. That feeling of rejection will always stay with me. So just this quote from you, I didn't realise how much silence plays into society and how much people are indoctrinated to believe that they shouldn't talk about anything difficult. Yeah, I think um, it can feel like you're protecting yourself by being silent, but ultimately you never are. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a sign of a sign that you're not free. If you feel like you can't even have debates about things. I've been thinking about it a lot because I've suddenly come up against, well, what can I say and what can't I say in these interviews, which is really upsetting because I've always just ba I've always just like dived in headfirst and got my got myself in trouble because I believe in no silence. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's about the nuances and what you're saying. I think, and it's about allowing people to have the chance to be wrong but learn from it. I always I never want to do small talk. I always dive in at the deepest end and I get that from my mum she's a therapist and she gets people's life stories in like 12 seconds and I just want to know who people are and where they come from and why they are the way they are and if I can help and I don't know if that's healthy or not but I think when you're silent you can't let that stuff eat you alive and so many that's been the way for centuries you, you know this feeling of just get on with it and it, it's just a sign of people that aren't free to me the album title i slept on the floor obviously relates to a difficult time in your life you're definitely not hiding all that stuff that's happened in your life no not at all i think if i did i wouldn't be able to process it i think that's the ultimate problem with students and i know I don't know how you feel about it, but from knowing men in my life, I know that it's ex you're expected to be silent almost. Like you can't, you haven't been able to express emotion or it hasn't been accept acceptable. And I know that's changing now, but um, whenever I'm silent, that's when I become my most mentally unwell. So I always feel like facing the dark things to get through them. You know, when you were at school and you were being rejected, your lunch times were spent locking yourself away in the music room. Yeah. And I've spoken to so many musicians where that they did that as a kid. So it becomes this escape. It becomes not only a distraction, but a way for you to process what you're going through and even perform it and tell your story to other people. The only time people ever listen to me is when I performed in these school assemblies <laughs> where, you know, usually I had to shut up. Yeah. No one cared. But it was 
people were forced to listen to me so it becomes this self-fulfilling kind of prophecy almost that that is your escape one of my favorite songs is avalanche do you think that it's been a kind of like almost a necessary thing that we had to go through this turmoil we're heading for catastrophe <laughs> it's so i'm trying to come to grips with being able to entertain two opposing thoughts in my head all the time and i think it does feel especially with climate change that's a big one that feels inescapable now we're not we're just so far off the mark it's just going to happen and it's about lessening the worst the worst outcomes of that and then on the other side i read a book freedom is a constant struggle by angela davis right and the quote that completely stands out to me is and i've written it and stuck it on my wall sometimes we have to do the work even though we don't yet see a glimmer on the horizon that is actually going to be possible and i tell i try and tell myself that yeah because it's so you're totally right um the trump and everything that surrounds what trump stands for has been around for years and it's been ignored because you have um people pleasing democrats in in power who kind of sweep issues under the rug and kind of look like they're doing something about it which is exactly why trump got in because yeah. people didn't trust the establishment anymore when we wrote Avalanche, that song was written, I think, it was at the end of 2016, if I'm remembering correctly. So um, even though that anti, anti-police thoughts have been around for a long time, but they've never been as mainstream as right now. So I think we are realizing that power corrupts, essentially. And it's, it's very slow, and it might not happen in our lifetimes, and it yeah. might be too late if it doesn't happen in our lifetime, especially with climate change. But I think hanging on to doing good at all times is the only way to cope because the alternative is certain. If you're always doing stuff hoping for the best, there's a slim chance that the best might actually happen. Yeah. But if you're always if you're always nihilistic headspace, which I've definitely been in, especially as a teenager, that's that's absolute that is you're going to get what you think is going to happen because you're not doing anything to change that 